While all records are meant to be broken, some just never will be. We're going to jump into the top unbreakable records in baseball history, explain who accomplished them, why they will never be broken, and who has come close. Today on Rounders, a history of baseball in America. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rounders, a history of baseball in America. I am your host, Jeff Lambert. It's a pleasure to be back with you again after a couple weeks break here. I'm excited to jump into today's topic. This was a great one, the research, looking through all of the many records that have been set throughout baseball history and then trying to delve down into which ones are we're probably going to never see broken at least in this lifetime, but I'm making the case ever. These will never be broken. So I'm uh, excited to get into the details of that with you. Uh, if it sounds like things are a little bit lower pitched on the episode, do not adjust the volume settings on your podcast app or on your radio. I'm still recovering a bit from a chest cough, so uh, the decibels are a little bit lower. My apologies if that throws off the volume expectation a bit for you. Before we get into the actual details of the episode, I do want to say thank you to our many new subscribers over the past two weeks who have signed up for the free email newsletter. We have Mark S. We have E. Zavaris. We have Riggs Poetry, uh, Danny S., Jordan J., Chad O., Joe B., and I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Krista S. Krista sent over a uh, donation using the uh, Good Game Tip link in the show notes. And she had this to say with that donation. She said, quote, thank you for the awesome podcast. My partner and I are huge fans and we listened to a bunch of episodes during a long road trip. So Krista, thank you for the donation. Thank you for the comment. I love hearing from you. Uh, if you ever uh, have any feedback, Please don't forget, I'm available by email at rounderspodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave comments in the free weekly newsletter uh, comment section to be able to reach out and leave feedback if you sign up as a free subscriber. If you haven't done that already, there's really no reason why you shouldn't. You get a free bonus episode every week just for doing that. All you have to do is go to rounders.substack.com to join in. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into looking at baseball's most unbreakable records. We're going into two separate segments. We're going to start off with the most unbreakable pitching records. Then we're going to take a short little break. And then we're going to jump into the most unbreakable batting or hitting records. So with that said, let's get into it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's start off by going into the four most unbreakable pitching records. And we're going to start off with the most career strikeouts. That record was set by Nolan Ryan with 5,714. Now, what is the reason why I think this record is unbreakable? A lot of it has to do with the man's exceptional power and longevity over the course of his entire career. It was such a sustained thing for him to be able to do. And it's 
when you think about a player having to play as long as they're going to have to and to be able to have the pitching velocity that they need in order to record strikeouts at that sort of rate, it just doesn't seem possible. Ryan's career spanned 27 seasons, so that gave him already ample time to accumulate strikeouts. But on top of that, in addition to the durability, playing consistently 20 to 30 starts per season, he kept a high level of performance into his mid-40s, and that itself is a rare feat to be able to throw a strikeout ball that late into your career. Now, there have been some close contenders who have almost got Ryan's record. Uh, the one that comes to mind, the second most all-time career strikeouts was Randy Johnson. And he, again, he had a long career. He pitched 22 seasons, and he amassed 4,875 strikeouts. But again, that's almost 1,000 strikeouts less than what Nolan Ryan was able to put together. You also have Justin Verlander. He's the only active player as of the 2023 season who has accumulated over 3,000 strikeouts, and he's 40 years old. So there's no way he's reaching 5,714. And this is a guy who, through most of his career, you know, played a lot of years, pitched a lot of games, still only got over 3,000 strikeouts, never even came close to Ryan's record. That's why I don't think this record is ever going to be broken. Baseball's unbreakable pitching record number two is the most complete games. And this record was set by the great Cy Young with 749. Stop and think about that for a second. Cy Young's record of 749 career complete games has stood since he retired in 1911. And if you think about it, modern pitchers, they don't ever really achieve even a fraction of these numbers because the game has changed. Pitching strategies aren't the same. There's more of a focus on player health and longevity. It wasn't the same during Cy Young's time. During his era, pitchers were expected to pitch the entire game, and relief pitchers were not commonly used. It wasn't an active part of baseball strategy yet. So this allowed Cy Young to accumulate an astonishing number of complete games over his career. But the game has evolved, it has changed, and the emphasis has shifted. So now we see a focus on preserving pitcher health, we see a focus on maximizing performance, and teams have adopted specialized roles for pitchers. I mean, we see starters, obviously. We see a full uh, roster of relievers. We have specialists out of the bullpen, setup men, closers. So asking a pitcher to do full games that many times over the course of their career, it's just not it's not going to happen ever again, I don't think. I don't see baseball turning around and readopting that approach to pitching. And then you have to think about, too, there's been advancements in sports science. We have a greater understanding of how to rest pitchers and how to approach injury prevention. So teams themselves are more protective of their assets than when Cy Young played. So they're not going to overwork pitchers. They're going to look at pitch counts. They're going to look at inning limits. They're going to avoid that arm fatigue. And they don't want to deal with the chance of a long-term injury uh, to have a player pitch a complete game just for the sake of saying so. So because it's so extremely rare for pitchers to pitch complete games nowadays, no one's ever going to come close to touching Cy Young's record. Now, who's gotten close? Well, uh, Pud Galvin completed 660, uh, excuse me, 646 complete games over the course of his career. He is second all-time. He got the closest. Uh, 
Uh, the last pitcher to reach 20 complete games in a single season, just to show you how hard this record would be to break, was Fernando Valenzuela, and he did that in 1986. And since then, the number of complete games a pitcher has done in a single season has significantly declined. Now, what about active pitchers? Is anybody close? Uh, Adam Wainwright, uh, through the 2023 season, has completed 28 complete career games. That's over the course of his career. And remember, Cy did 749. Just to give you an example of the gap between what was set and what players are even getting close to these days. So uh, I feel it's very safe to say that this record is going to stand the test of time. Unbreakable pitching record number three, most career no-hitters. That was set by the great Nolan Ryan with seven over the course of his time in Major League Baseball. So think about that. Seven no-hitters over the course of your career. That is something I don't think is ever going to be broken. And a lot of it has to do, again, time has marched on and pitching has changed. Over the last two decades, the frequency of no-hitters has significantly declined. And you could look at some different factors for this. Some could be the, we see the increase in offense. We see a change in the style of play and how pitchers are used. We see advancement in scouting and analytics. And really, specialized bullpens, going back to the Cy Young example, really means that you're not going to see pitchers lasting that long in games in order to be able to get to this mark. And Nolan Ryan, of course, is a special exception to begin with. I mean, this highlights just the amount of talent this guy had, the extraordinary level of consistency and longevity that he uh, accomplished throughout his entire career. And just to put that in perspective, stats-wise, not only, like I mentioned before, has he made it to 27 seasons in his career, he amassed a total of 324 wins during his career and 5,714 strikeouts. And both of those are records in their own right, just to show you how much time this guy put in on the mound and how dominant he was over the course of his career. So if you look at the challenges of players being able to be that consistent over that many years, as well as just changes to the game, it seems really unlikely that any pitcher is going to get to eight no-hitters to break this record. Now, baseball can surprise us, obviously, but I don't see this one uh, ever coming down. And let's look at the close contenders. Since Nolan Ryan's retirement, he retired in 1993, there's only been a handful of pitchers that have even managed to throw two no-hitters in their career. So the person who is second on the list all time is the great Sandy Koufax, and he amassed four no-hitters in his career. If we're to look at active players, Justin Verlander again pops up here. He's thrown three no-hitters over the course of his career. And there's six other players throughout MLB history that has thrown three no-hitters. You have Max Scherzer, you have Jake Arrieta. They've also thrown multiple no-hitters in their career, but no one has gotten close to getting past Koufax's four. And when you look at Verlander and Scherzer and Arrieta, those are all guys in their 30s, approaching the wrong side of 30, I should say. They're not close. The chances of them getting to Sandy Koufax's four, let alone seven, and then getting to eight to break it, it's not going to happen. Why would we even assume that's, that's even possible if they haven't even gotten to the halfway point? So that is unbreakable record number three, most career no-hitters. Let's go into the final one. I think this one's interesting. It goes back to the no-hitter route. But again, the chances of this happening are so small. And that is the most consecutive no-hitters in baseball history. And that record is held by a 
obscure player named Johnny Vandermeer, and he pitched two consecutive no-hitters in a row. Now, he achieved this incredible feat on June 11th and 15th in 1938, just to show you how much time has passed. And thinking about breaking that record, throwing three no-hitters in a row, I consider that incredibly uh, unlikely to even imagine. So has anybody come close to that since uh, Vandermeer did this? Well, since that time, since Vandermeer played, I mean, in 1947, so this is about a decade later, there was a pitcher named Ewell Blackwell. He nearly broke Vandermeer's record. He pitched a no-hitter in his first game, and then in his second game, he went eight innings without giving up a hit, and then he gave one up in the ninth, and that was out. And then when in 1988, we had Dave Stibe, who played for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was just two strikes away from achieving consecutive no-hitters, and then Single to the left field side of the park ended that from happening. Oh, tough one. And then in 2015, Max Scherzer, he pitched a one-hitter, and then he followed that up by pitching a no-hitter in consecutive games. So he narrowly missed out on two perfect games. Uh, that one-hitter, he went till the seventh inning before it was broken up. On the 27th batter, he gave up the hit. So there's been three cases of people coming close to doing this, but again, just with... The, the rest uh, regulations and pitchers going as long as that, and just the sheer difficulty of being able to go a full game without giving up a hit, I don't see this one going anywhere. Folks, those are the top unbreakable pitching records that I've researched and laid out for you. Before we go into the unbreakable hitting records, let's just take a quick break for the seventh inning stretch. Be right back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. So we just concluded going through the top unbreakable pitching records in baseball history. We talked about the record for the most career strikeouts, the record for most complete games, the record for most career no-hitters, and then the most consecutive no-hitters for our pitching feats that I believe will never be surpassed. So let's go ahead and jump into baseball's unbreakable hitting records to lay out exactly which ones I think are going to stand the test of time. Now, this first one, it doesn't necessarily have to do with being at the plate, but it is a position player's record, so I threw it in here, and that is the record for most consecutive games played. Now, that obviously has was set, well, I shouldn't say obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing some, um, you know, looking at my own generation because I lived through it, but for younger fans, they may not have uh, come across this in depth. This is the record that was set by Cal Ripken Jr., with 2,632 consecutive games played. Now, the Baltimore Orioles star, who I got to see break this record, I remember it very clearly, he did this over the course of 16 years. And you think about how long it took, how much dedication uh, Cal Ripken showed to being able to reach this point. That in itself is a reason why I don't think it's ever going to be surpassed. I mean, think about this in terms of the raw numbers. He began this streak on May 30th, 1982, and he ended it on September 19th, 1998. During this time, he faced 19 different teams and played in 25 different ballparks. That in itself is impressive, but even if you narrowed down and did like 60% of this streak, from 1982 to 1987, Cal Ripken played in 8,264 consecutive innings, and that itself is a record 
to be broken. So you've got kind of a record in a record here. You take the 8,264 innings, and then you think about, okay, that's impressive. But the guy did 2,632 consecutive games on top of that. So the game's changed again since Ripken's time, and this is why I don't think we're ever going to see this one uh, come down. Modern baseball, there's more of an emphasis. Player rest and rotation, just like we talked about with the pitchers. It's highly unlikely that a player is going to participate in every game for such an extended period, especially if there's a, a pennant race going on or a team that really has invested a lot and a player is making a lot of money. If there's a small thing going on that needs resting, chances are they're going to put a lot of pressure on that player to do so. Also, you think about the physical demands that go into playing baseball in itself. That decreases the chances of a player lasting this long. For a player to be able to put their uniform on every night and not have to deal with any sort of physical ailment, it just doesn't happen. Ripken was a freak of nature in that regard. And you know, tying in his physical longevity, you also have to think about the mental toughness and the uh, structuring it takes for someone to show that kind of consistency and resilience, right? I mean, Ripken had to go through a lot to reach this record. He played through injuries and put his foot down to say he was going out in the field. He played through personal events, including the birth of his son, which he missed in order to keep this streak going. And that demonstrates an extraordinary level of commitment and dedication. And I see that as exceptionally rare to begin with, let alone looking at players, asking players uh, of today's generation, who I think place more of a focus on work-life separation to do something like that. Don't think it's going to happen. Now, have there been close calls? No, <laughs> but just to outline who's gotten the closest, uh, Miguel Tejada actually played 1,152 consecutive games from 2000 to 2007. But keep in mind, that's not even half of Ripken's total, right? And in addition to Miguel Tejada, we saw Steve Garvey record 1,270 games in a row from 1975 to 1983. So it's just, you know, two examples of guys that haven't even gotten halfway there, but, you know, put together impressive streaks nevertheless. Are there any active players that are on their way to possibly beating Ripken's record? Again, no. Uh, Whit Merrifeld, he's played in 553 consecutive games, and he has the longest active streak going, but he's still a decade away from being able to reach Cal Ripken's mark. He would have to play every game for the next 10 years to get close. And Merrifeld, as of the 2023 season, is already 34 years old. So the chances of him playing another 10 years to even get close, it's not going to happen. So Cal Ripken Jr. holding that record for most consecutive games played. Unbeatable hitting streak number two goes to the great Ty Cobb for career batting average. He had a 367 career batting average. Again, wow. Okay. So this record is considered unbreakable to me because the remarkable consistency and skill required to maintain that level of batting average over an entire career does not seem to be something that's going to be easily replicated. If a player were even to come close to breaking this, they would have to get a hit in more than one third of their at bats throughout their entire career. And they would have to match Cobb's total at bats, which was 11,429. This guy played uh, 24, might be 27 historians. You can hop in and correct me. 27 seasons, I think 
in professional baseball. So you'd have to even get that many at bats to even get close. He had 4,189 hits over 11,429 at bats. So that gave him the career batting average of 367. So you'd have to get that many at bats and then you'd have to average about a third of those in order to be able to get close. It just again, doesn't seem possible, right? Has anybody gotten close? I think a great way to put this achievement into perspective is to look at the all-time career batting average of the guy who comes in second, which is the great Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn finished with a 338 batting average. So again, not even really that close. And even though Gwynn was, Gwynn, excuse me, was an exceptional hitter, he's widely regarded as one of the best hitters of all time. That's still nearly 30 points difference between him and Cobb. And we see players sometimes, they have impressive single season batting averages where we see, wow, they got to this number, but to maintain that high of an average over an entire career, that is a much more challenging feat. And that is why I think Ty Cobb is very safe in terms of keeping this record. Unbreakable hitting record. Number three, consecutive game hitting streak. Joe DiMaggio is the holder of this record. He went 56 games in a row getting a hit. That streak began on May 15th, 1941, and it ended on July 17th of that same year. And during this period, he achieved a batting average of 408. He got 91 hits from 223 at-bats. And his performance included 15 home runs and 55 RBI. So again, it wasn't just, you know, uh, getting singles every time. He was producing runs as a part of this as well. So why is this unbreakable? I mean, again, the modern game of baseball, there's been more of a decrease in emphasis, I think, on high batting average, averages overall. And then you see teams use a high number of relief pitchers in the game. And I think that makes it more challenging for batters to maintain that consistency game in and game out of collecting a hit because they have to learn more pitchers. They have to get used to different pitching styles. Whereas when DiMaggio played, there was less of a, uh, a roster of pitchers to learn and pitches to cover. It's much more uh, extensive nowadays. And then you have to think about too, why would this be unbreakable? I think the media attention that a player would have to go through now to break a streak like this would be so overwhelming. And DiMaggio had to deal with media attention, but comparing it to now, I mean, could Joe have done this with 24 seven social media coverage, the TV cameras everywhere, aggressive fans in the stands, a continual hyper-focus on beating this record from dedicated sports media like ESPN or otherwise. That's a lot of pressure to put on a player 24 seven when they're looking to break a streak like this. So you have to add that in as well to say, is this really possible to do in 21st century baseball? I don't know. And then you have to give credit to DiMaggio himself. The man had exceptional bat control. I mean, this was a significant factor in being able to hit 56 in a row. So you just think about a player, again, being able to have the consistency and the ability, the eye to be able to collect a hit 56 games in a row. I mean, DiMaggio only struck out five times. Uh, you think about that uh, during this, this 56 game streak. That's impressive. Incredibly impressive when you put it into perspective. And that really, I think, underpins the extraordinary skill and precision that he had at the plate, which may be lost on us sometimes when we're just looking at the numbers in terms of his stat, his stat sheet. Has anybody come close to beating this record? 
Yeah, the great Pete Rose was actually pretty close. He got a 44-game hit streak in 1978, but again, still 12 games short. Came close, but, you know, no cigar. And then more recently, Jimmy Rollins of the Philadelphia Phillies. He recorded hits in 38 consecutive games, and he did that from 2005 to 2006. That's the closest anyone has come in the 21st century to breaking this record. And finally, baseball's uh, unbreakable hitting record number four goes for most career doubles hit by a player. And that record is held by Tris Speaker with 792. 792 doubles from 1907 to 1928. Very impressive. And you think about how that played out over the course of those years. Five seasons, he got 50 or more doubles. 10 seasons, he got 40 or more doubles, and he led the league in doubles an astonishing eight times during that frame. So again, consistency of high numbers is what makes this so unlikely to ever be broken again. A player would have to average 39 doubles every season for 20 years to reach 780, let alone 792. He'd have to hit 40 doubles for 20 seasons to break this record. Now, some younger players, they can probably keep up with that pace early on in their career, but that's the key. Players, as they get older, tend to hit fewer doubles as they slow down. They can't leg out the extra base hits as easily. So it makes it harder to maintain the consistency needed to be able to challenge this record. Yet, Trish Speaker did it. So has anybody come close? Again, Pete Rose got, he was knocking on the door. He got 746 career doubles, but that's still 46 fewer than Tris Speaker. Albert Pujols, the great Albert Pujols, who uh, retired in 2022, he had 686 career doubles to his stat line. And that was actually a record for a right-handed hitter because Tris Speaker was a lefty. But again, still not even close, you know? The only active player that has at least 600 career doubles right now is Miguel Cabrera. Again, old. Chances are of him getting seven to 792 is low. Robinson Cano has over 500 doubles currently. Again, older. They're both nearing the end of their careers, so the chances of them being able to get to that number seems unlikely. You have Manny Machado, current active player. He's got 312 career doubles right now as of the 2023 season. Sander Bogertz has 308. Moki Betts has 307. But for any of these guys to challenge Tris Speaker's record, they would have to maintain an average, like I said, of at least 48 doubles per season over the next decade to be able to break this. And I do not see that happening. So there we go, folks. Baseball is a sport full of incredible records and stories. It was fun to go through and pick out which ones I think are going to stand the test of time. I think looking at these records remind us of some of the greatest athletes who played the game and the commitment that it took and talent level it took to be able to set these. And then thinking about the next generation of players who are going to try and reach this level as well. So we may never see anybody who breaks any of these records, but they're always going to be a part of, I think, what drives the next generation of players to be able to reach those same levels of greatness. So it's fun to just stop and take a look back marvel at these remarkable feats, and then think about, hey, where can we go in the future, right? So 
Folks, thanks again for joining me for another episode. I appreciate the listens. Remember, if you have a moment, take time to sign up for the free email newsletter at rounders.substack.com. If you have the ability, consider becoming a premium member. Just $5 a month helps me grow this show. You get access to what's happening in terms of upcoming episodes. You can have your comments read in episode. You get to really take more of a direct uh, overview of where we're going uh, and have more of a say in this. But overall, thank you to everybody joining us for today. And remember, there are only two seasons, winter and baseball. See you next time. Rounders, A History of Baseball in America is produced by Jeffrey Lambert. Our research assistant is Cass Silver. A special thanks to our starting nine supporters, Nathan Halverson and Jack Wilson.